Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and brrr. gosh, it's been so cold, but welcome to another edition of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. You know, here in UH land, we do experience cold temps all the time. Wyoming, Colorado, all those places you think about cold weather, but man, I experienced some cold weather watching my team, the Kansas City Chiefs, move on to the Super Bowl. And it was an amazing day. And to be there, the Converse Championship with Hawaii sports fans and with someone I talked about last week on the show. So we're going to follow up a story about her, her first game, her first time in the city um, and eating some of the best barbecue, like the, the very, very best of the tip top best barbecue in Kansas City. But that sheesh that you hear, we got to bring in our boys, starting with our very own Sean Iman. What's up, Sean? What's up, Wayne? Congratulations. What's uh-huh. up, Warrior Nation? And of course, our Lao Lao head, Shane Agno. What's up, Shane? What's up? Good to be back with you boys again. Congrats on that uh, exciting game, Super Bowl. Thank Next. you. Thank you. So, uh, we'll see. Woo, we'll see. I, I mean, it's amazing. Like I said, it's so hard to make it even this far that you got to appreciate it. You have to appreciate every step of the way, and you have to appreciate enjoy the history. Um, and I certainly enjoy because there are a lot of a lot of lean years, and there are a lot of close years, and and painful years as well. But like I said, only one of thirty-two teams can win the Lombardi Trophy every year. So you know, winning it once ever in your lifetime is a gift if your team gets to win it. And I'm I'm thankful. Um, that I've already got to see them win it once, but I, you know, you want to see it over and over again, especially when you have a gap year that makes you sad, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about an amazing trip to Kansas city and all the wonderful things we did. And when the VIP experience, what coming to Hawaii sports fans is about why it's different and why, you know, people come back all the time. Like we had someone who came after she followed Hawaii men's volleyball all over North Carolina, and I mean all over North Carolina, not the main, just the main cities, like driving through some crazy parts, but she, <laughs> she, she certainly, she certainly did go through some Hoboken places, but made it to Kansas City in sub-zero temperatures at times to watch the Chiefs uh, beat the Bengals in a really epic conference championship and really one of the best games of the year, the number two game of the year. Next to the number one game, this is Super Bowl. And Hawaii sports fans, we've been to seven of the last eight. We're going to go to Phoenix. You don't have to have a ticket to even come with us because tickets are, let's face it, extremely expensive. And I'm not even going to front. Like, I spent a lot of money on tickets myself. So I'm not going to say there's a magic formula. There are some ways, of course, if you're well-connected to the NFL because the NFL has a very small market. They also have a lottery and the chiefs held a lottery for their season ticket holders, which I am, which they held right after the game ended. And once again, I got my sorry letter. Um, a lot of people, if you look on a lot of the chiefs, even people that have been, you know, season ticket holders for decades, 
it's just really difficult. <clears throat> as difficult as it is for the Chiefs to make it that far, it's, it's as difficult for a fan to be able to get into that game. But with Hawaii sports fans, we try and make it as safe as possible, as fun as possible, as compact. And it's a crazy week. There's people coming in, which is cool. These are celebrities. There's, um, you know, people that just want to be a part of that aura because there's an energy, right? Whenever you go to the city, the host of anything, Olympics, even if you don't go inside, you get to feel the aura. And it's like going to Disneyland. I like going to Disneyland just to feel the energy, walking in that little entrance between you know California Adventure and and the Disney, it's free, right? And you can still feel the magic because it's it's emanating off of people. And um, you know, I certainly felt that way every time I'm in the stadiums, and I'm so glad that I get to go inside as well. But at the Super Bowl, there's a lot of that, and there's also very expensive hotels and expensive transportation. So I make that as reasonable as possible, and it's something that I love doing every year as well, and taking people to Super Bowl experience, which is like the Disneyland of the NFL. And it's a lot of the same things, but I also get to meet players. Like I said, Robbie Anderson, and I got to meet a very up close and personal. One of my favorites, of course, Aaron Donald. And that was before he was Aaron Donald. So he was doing a lot of those autographs because you get a lot of, you get a lot of those guys signing. It's like the good guys, but not quite the biggest names yet. Last year I signed, I got to do and really talk story with Clyde Edwards, Hilaire which is really nice. cool. And this year he got hurt and looks like the Chiefs may be releasing him. His jersey is up for sale already all over town, which is really crazy. I was like, wait a minute. I asked the manager. I was like, what is going on? And that's the thing. You can have Chiefs conversations with literally anyone, like granny, like a five-year-old kid, because that's their life in Kansas City is, is Kansas City Chiefs, which is honestly to me really, really cool. And that's why another reason I love going there. And she's like, you know, that's really strange to me. I don't know why. They just told us to put it on the 60% off rack. And I was like, that seems like a very significant discount, don't you think, for someone that's still an active member of the team? And then some guy's like, yeah, well, you know, if you saw, there's now Pacheco and mm-hmm. and now we got a lot of guys. And I was like, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. And I was like, and he's like, and he's in that year where you got to pay that extra year, that rookie contract, right? Where you yes. have the option. And I was like, yes. valid points, valid points. I was like, only in Kansas City where they're ahead of the game and already, but I felt bad for Clyde and I wanted to make another follow-up video, which he promised me. But back to the point of being at the Super Bowl experience is that you can be closer to the players. You can get autographs. And that is, and I was talking to Sean and Shane about this before. That's what I love about going to NFL games is like going to the Pro Bowl and being in the North end zone and waiting for the players to come out mm-hmm. after and being in Waikiki, being in mm-hmm. Schofield, being in random parts of Oahu. Colina. Colina. Yep. That was the Pro Bowl to us. And that's that experience that I still yearn for. And I think a lot of people in Hawaii do as well. But I try and well, I do. And I don't even try. I bring those experiences to Hawaii sports fans every single time we go on a trip. And um, the Super Bowl experience is one of those. There's a concert, a Kane Brown concert with the Imagine Dragons, which is great. Um, there's also a Chiefs tailgate. If we have mostly Chiefs fans, well, we're gonna we have a Chiefs tailgate, a big one that um is gonna have like um um, Billy, not Billy Ray Cyrus. Honestly, like one of the big con- these people love country music. That's another part of like Kansas City. I think I'm talking about this at Arrowhead. They'll be playing like the baby or like anything pop, and I'll be like singing along. There'd be like silence around me as soon as a country music song plays. Like boom, there's like a everyone starts jo- joining it. I'm like, who is singing this song? I have no idea who this person is, but that's what I love about, also about Kansas City is that we don't really share. The same exact taste in music, but 
that's what I love being surrounded by. I love the diversity of what gets to be. Dane, listen to Rebel Soldiers. I don't know if that <laughs> blasted an arrowhead. I'm sure they would bop along <laughs> to it. Um, but that's a cultural experience, and that's what we experienced as well. But that Hawaii sports fans, Super Bowl tour, it's it's done because of experience of years of even being scammed, quite frankly. And it really sucks because it's really expensive and it's a lot of money to to be scammed by. But you know, I take a lot of risk as well so that people don't have to take risks. And you know, I learned a lot of lessons myself. So, you know things are changing. The ticket industry is getting more aggressive as well. And vulturous, honestly, towards everyday men, Ticketmaster, their fees are literally like, um, collusion devices that they do with, uh, vendors and with artists to, to split and make more money on top of people. So it's harder for people to resell as well. And that's why at Hawaii sports fans, we're not a ticket reseller. We are a tour operator because it's about packaging a whole experience and the tickets are just getting harder. And, you know, we take on a lot of that risk as well. So that's the best part. But um, this past AFC championship, as I talked about last week, I was really excited to have um, Chantel come and join us. And, and she had just a day, we're going to have a video on our IG that's going to come up tomorrow, probably, or later on tonight or sometime, whenever you're listening to this, this should be hopefully on our Instagram um, about the perfect day in KC and, Honestly, you don't have to be a KC fan to have the perfect day in KC, but she got to go and shop. She got to go and eat the best barbecue, not just once, but twice in a row, two lunches in a row. Like we went in and I went to the number two place, which is in the latest like eatery and the Thrillist and all these other rankings um, and Jack Stack. So Chef Jay and Jack Stack. Chef Jay, like I said, was only open for about an hour because, and like two hours a week because it can barely, Jeez. it sell out so fast. I mean, it's so competitive there. And um, we did that one. We did Jack Stack. Then she went to a great tailgate. Then she got to watch her team win the AFC Championship. And it's a moment. I mean, I, like I told the guys, I was crying after this game. I was like, this is the second time I've, I've cried in a while because after LA, LAFC won the MLS Cup, I was like, I feel very fortunate in my whole life to see my own team win, obviously, and seeing teams lose so often. It, it makes it even more uh, momentous to see your team win. And I don't take it for granted. I don't know anything. Nothing is promised the next day for any team. You know, it's like you got to take <clears> – <throat> I don't want to bring up a certain team on a certain – one yard line in a certain area. Uh, but I mean, you can't get and 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 just not to rub it in. It's just the point is like nothing. And I was there with Hawaii sports fans that are very, and I thought for certain I was bragging for the Seahawks and all the, and Edelman and all these, his bros, Cliff Kingsbury was there before his coaching. Like I thought for sure, but you know, you never know. And the thing is though, when you got to win one, it felt freaking good. And that's all that matters, you know, if that feeling is awesome. But um, to do it in person is really cool. So check out that video. Um, but that's what we really love doing. And, um, you know, it's something that I hope people can share that memory with us because it's that memory that lives forever. And Chantel, she went all out. She sat on the tunnel. She got to, you know, nice. see the Chiefs come out. She got to heckle Joe Burr on the way in. No, she didn't do the heckling. That was me, but um, <laughs> Burrow head. <clears throat> uh, the Bengals fans were extremely arrogant. Arrogant. And, and like they're everywhere. Airports, restaurants. So I don't I don't feel bad of pleasure. I'd say oh. hooting everywhere. So 
And I think that's why Travis Kelsey, because Travis Kelsey doesn't talk very much either. He just like has fun. Oh, like, but I loved what he but said. But when it was time and the game was oh. over, it's oh, oh, oh what did oh. you guys But you say, win the man? game, you you can talk all the crap you want, especially yep. to 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 check some people that needed to be checked. Especially quoting The Rock in that era as well, Jabroni. Right. <laughs> right. He laid the smack down. He laid the smack <laughs> down for sure. Yeah. But that's Hawaii sports fans. And um, yes, it's kind of like a long commercial, but that's, that's why we sponsor this show. So because it, it is a lot of us are these hardcore fans sitting around talking story. And and mm-hmm. and that's what this podcast, you know, was born out of as well. Fans who really are passionate and want to have those memories and have those memories inside. And that's why today we're going to talk about um, Jim Leahy as well. Jim Leahy, uh, a member of the Circle of Honor at the UH. And the Circle of Honor 2023 class was just released. And we're just going to follow up from last week. We did talk about Dave Matlin retiring, but Dave Matlin also named to the Circle of Honor the class of 2023, which to me, I was surprised by. But Sean, how did you feel? That was like out of the five, like that was really fast for David Matlin. Like, I don't understand why he gets the Disneyland fast pass to to such an honor. Like it, they usually wait a little bit, but you know, I, I don't want to bag on him any more than we usually do, but it just seems peculiar to me. Well, we talked about him leaving in June and, and there being a transition and Shane talked about this a little bit before is like, was this a part of the transition and jest? and Shane was joking. I just want to say Shane brought this up jokingly, but I honestly, it made me think, was it a part of the transition? Because it does seem almost cyclical in a way where like it, there is a there is a recency, obviously bias a lot to when when classes are named. But it just seems almost burgeoning, verging on shocking to me, you know, because I he's still working for the school as well. So he's not even Powell. Not even wow, and this is like our pretty much a UH Hall of Fame, you know. It's like right. it took out no good in years for forever to get into this damn thing, and like He's an all American Cole Brennan took oh. years for that. The 1992 football team just recently got in. So how? What did they do they- that was so special? Oh wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> And then Matlin gets in after eight years of I don't I don't get it. Well, he did put trap on one year contracts. How many years in a row? So I mean, we we have to. Wait, are you pointing that? that at, oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, that could be. I mean, so let's name the other members of the class for one thing. Uh, Debbie Perry, who I met, she played volleyball in the Olympics. I remember meeting her before, I believe. Um, Bobby Curran, obviously, who has been the voice, at least the radio voice of UH Athletics for a while. So, and, you know, that's a recent 20, 20 plus at years. At the same time, yeah. deservingly, because he'll probably not be able to be at the same level if he ever works again because of, you know, some of his medical elements. So that is somebody that you can say, okay, yeah. I mean, somebody that's been around that left a mark. Um, Nani Cockett, who, uh, legend. I mean, legend. I mean, to me, legend. Oh. I mean, UH athletics legend, really. 
one of those names up there that people always be like, oh yeah, like Nani Kakid and Vince Gu and you know BJ Itoman and all those uh, people that were in that era. Um, you know, and you know, I and then as well as uh, Katie Spieler as well. So I mean that's a that's a class of people that yeah, it's interesting. But one of these volleyball things does make sense. is not like the other. <laughs> I, I mean, know. Katie Spieler did only lead the Rainbow Awakening to a pair of national championship appearance as his only, and know. she was only semifinalist for NCAA Woman of the Year. So I don't know. Mm. She was only two-time All-American too. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> Shane's still, still uh, trying to adhere to his New Year's revolution. <laughs> I mean, okay, but to, to to bring it back to a serious point, we're going to talk about a a mother effing legend, and that yes. is one Jim Leahy mm. uh, passing away at the age of eighty. A guy who. I mean, how else can you describe him but being a legend? And the voice, the voice, the, you know, name the biggest announcers of all time, maybe for your favorite teams, your pro teams or something. That's the Jim Leahy of the UH fan base for years and years now. And, of course, that name alone uh, resonates because his father and then his son. Chuck. Yeah. So. Pretty cool legacy already, but his legacy stretches into people's living rooms over people's airwaves. I mean, that is a legacy because that that voice will stick in your mind forever. Um, Shane, when you heard that he had passed, but, you know, let's talk about that moment for you. Yeah, it was kind of a somber moment. Um, you know, I sometimes when these celebrities are people that you know we look we see in the news or in the media movies radio whatever it may be sometimes it just hits you harder than others and when you know just with the passing of Jim Lee like growing up since you know small kid time that's who I affiliated with UH sports it was always uncle, yeah. and then everybody calls him uncle Jim you know uncle Jim and then yeah that's how I thought of it and so I call uncle Jim on the radio you know on TV again and just yeah it's like kind of bum and not only was he the GOAT as far as calling games he was a good genuine person I'm reading all these stories about you know how like he would go to eat breakfast at Jackson Aina Haina and every time he'd go, he'd pay for one random diner's bill. Nice. Was, yeah. It's like, that's heart of gold right there. You mm. know? And he it just resonated onto, onto the, 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 you know, the games, how his passion and just love for UH just awesome, awesome stuff, man. Awesome memories. How about you, Sean? When you think about UH, I don't think there's anything more UH outside of the logo, you know, the top of H or the, the rainbow that's more UH than, than Jim Leahy. Like he, 
when you think about like the the moments you hear his voice and he's just so mm. good you know he we were so lucky to have him and he's just his his inflection his vocabulary his mm-hmm. you know just oh, he was so good at what he did and like i remember like growing up and watching the different sports and i would just say like man we're just so lucky to have this guy like even like it you know like 10 11 years old i remember thinking that so and we were lucky to have him like he was he he could have gone on and been a big thing on the mainland but he he chose to be here like Cole Brennan and i think that's what makes these guys different and i think that's why they're so beloved is because they had opportunities and they chose us they chose UH Well, you talked about Jim Leahy sharing that story about him choosing UH over the Seahawks. Yeah, so in the 80s, uh, Rick Blangiardi went up and he was like managing uh, a station up in Seattle and they did the Seahawks games. So they had Jim go up and they had him audition. They had an opening for the play-by-play. So here in Hawaii, they broadcasted all four games. So it was weird to see Jim Leahy in a suit and tie and he did his thing. He was professional. He, he did a great job. They offered him the job and he turned it down because he wanted to be here. So, I mean, yeah, he was, he was that good. He could have announced NFL games. He could have no doubt worked. Yeah. So it's just, we were so lucky. So he could have had a legacy. He could have had a career. Mm-hmm. But his legacy was here and he wanted yeah. to be here. And, yes. And that's, yeah, he, he chose us. So, cause he loved here. So, so when you think about a moment for me, that 89 game against BYU beating them at a lot Is this the year? Is this the yeah. year? Like, that seems mm-hmm. to me, that might be his most iconic quote in my mind. Um, obviously, the way he signed off. Malama kekahi, kekahi, take care of each other and love one another. And he was very, you know, he had so many iconic lines as well. But for you, um, Shane, what, what, are some, what are some of the words that come to your, your mind? Oh, there's just so many like how I talked about his passion and you know, when he would just get so excited and his voice would like go higher up a notch, you gotta be kidding me. Like <laughs> the way he would. Just, like, yeah. And just like how Sean mentioned, like his vocabulary, some words he would use. I was like, Oh, I never heard that word before. And I would actually go look at what, what it meant. And just his little like nuances, like, the Manoa mist, you know, and mm-hmm. just stuff like that. And how yeah, I don't know very if he imagery like, later. Yeah. And like I don't know if he started it, but when the UH baseball, the foul ball would go on the roof and then they yep. would do the facts. Yeah, the facts. The power. Yep. Yeah, just like so like just enjoyable. He just made it enjoyable. He would always have like some jokes on the side. So it was, yeah, good stuff, man. 
It's going to be hard, I think, for us ever to have another Jim Leahy. I don't know if that could ever happen. Not that the ones that we have today are as talented or as creative as he is, but they might not have the same media for him like he had. I mean, he had command. He had our whole audience. I mean, it was free. It was on KHNL. You know, it was like K5. So we had different access then. And it was probably, he was probably more popular then because of the fact that he was on every station uh, or on every TV set, every, you know, antenna that could get him. So I I wonder though, if, and that's the thing for play-by-play, that's why, you know, when I said in the beginning too, like even having John Veneri, who is good at play-by-play, and his brother is really good at, at color as well, filling in for where John, but that is, we have so many good, great play-by-play announcers and it's like, it's a competitive thing. And, and Leahy stood apart because of a lot, like the changing his voice, the intonation, his vocabulary, the lexicon that he would use to describe things, press the digitation. He would say a lot, oh, not yes. worried about, you know, with your hands, um, but I, from what I understand, like he would spend the whole week preparing because he wanted like learning the other team's names to say it right. You know, I heard the story about him, you know, he would correct the, the flight attendants if they said Honolulu wrong on the airplane rides back over here. So I like that. Yeah. You know, like he had, he, he just, he wanted to get it right. And he had, he took, such care and yeah it's we're just so lucky to have him well it's funny that you say a treasure you said about getting it right right there was a quote from blangiardi i believe in one of the news coverages that said that he asked jim Leahy, like oh do you have to do this much research like throughout the week do you have to do this much like groundwork and he's like oh yeah only if you want to do it right and that was something that stuck with him and I think that is there's something to say about that, especially when it comes to doing something like play by play, which I've always had huge respect for because, you know, Bob let me practice as, you know, the HBU was making their softball run towards the national championship. So I, I got to be put into the fire and I saw how difficult it is. And I also gained an appreciation for people like Felipe as well. Like I, yeah. who I said, mm-hmm. he's not only good at the job, but he has a great voice. And he can do it at any level as well. It's another guy who I think can go a lot of places and will probably be the voice of high school forever because he just loves doing it. I mean, he genuinely loves high school sports. And I think that's something respectful. And of course, shout out Felipe. I mean, I really think he's a man. But I also just think he's really talented at what he can do as well. Um, Well, He also has a son, you know, Kanoa's no slouch. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. No, no, I agree. I, I just want to say, like, yeah. the legacy. Kanoa will obviously be a part of that legacy, but... And I think no. Kanoa is really good. I think Kanoa earned his way on ESPN, and Kanoa has yes. has proven that he can. So that's that's a no doubt. And I think... Um, but I think he has had a reach just on people that he is not related to. People that don't know him. People that don't have that personal story. That was a thing, like... I don't have a personal story that I can point to. Like, I don't think I ever met. I don't think I could say I ever met Jim Leahy. And no. have you guys can say, that? I don't know. I have never, and I, be pretty, I mean, I met him twice, like in passing. Oh, okay. Just kind of just, you know, shook his hand and, you know, a Papa Leahy, you know, 
you know, explain strange pleasantries. That's about it. Okay. So, it's not passing yeah, greatness. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Actually, oh. I, 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 now I've come to think about it. I did meet him. I was, when I used to work Domino's Pizza. Oh, I delivered, I delivered a pizza to uh, his house. In oh, no way. No way. And after the door, I was like, oh, Jim Leahy. I was like, so like happy. <laughs> He's like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> don't tell everyone I live here, boy. <laughs> Is he a good tipper? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Domino's. Gosh, you just got me hungry again. That gentleman from barbecue, no one pizza. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that everybody has that story. And Kanoa obviously is going to be a part of that legacy. But all of Hawaii and all of its, you know, sports fans will be able to point towards Jim Leahy, which is a really cool legacy to have because that means it really never dies. It's one of those things when you're an old man is like, oh, I used to listen to Jim Leahy back in the day. And the kids will be like, what? And then you go on YouTube and they're like, the holographic YouTube will pop up. <laughs> and then they'll be able to like kiss the sky like Jim yeah. Leahy would tell them to do. So I think I, like- I really, I really like, I really, um, I see don't mean to cut you off, but I really love that Leahy and Leahy. It was on for like nine or yeah. 10 years on PBS. And that was like one of my favorite shows. And oh man, he had strong opinions, strong yeah. opinions. And he did not hold back and he didn't care about being politically correct. And I just, and I just, I just love it. I yeah. Love it. So, and then the, the refrigerator magnets would yes. always, like, you know what? I bought refrigerator <laughs> magnets after seeing that. Yeah. So they always spell out something that was like going cool. on. Yeah. The t- current events or something. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. Rob DeMello helped produce that. And, you know, that's it's good stuff. And Rob DeMello is a part of that that legacy as well. Tree. Yeah. And that tree. And that's pretty cool. And for a lot of those guys who got to work. Next to him, Pakalani Bello and guys who worked on the, you know, the stat side, guys who, you know, may not have been in front of the camera, but guys who had to be a part of the the spotting. And I think Kyle Mosley even posted that he was a spotter yeah. and did rides. I thought it was cool. I loved reading everybody's tributes. Um, oh. I wish I had that moment with him. I, I can't say that I did, but I... I think that just me and like everybody else, like most, almost, you know, 99.5% of the people that were affected by him, we never really had that moment with him face to face, but we still felt like we've known him. We've still felt, we knew who he was, you know, that he went, I believe university of San Francisco that he was in the military and he's Portuguese. Very proud crusader. Oh, my grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> very proud of their Catholic school roots. And that I know how stubborn Portuguese can be as well. So <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I kind of understand uh, who he is. But at the same time, like you said, very charitable, very loving. That's lots, lots of stories you know, out of Eva Beach and Campbell. Yeah. 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 And like he was a teacher too, which I thought was yeah, really he was cool. A teacher too before he got, and I love yeah. that. I was a teacher as well. I went out and I love that other educators who, you know, that I, I, you need that experience. I think teaching kids in a lot of ways, if you want to appreciate what teachers and educators have to go through. Um, and that was cool that he did that as well, but he was also somebody that really enjoyed his life in Hawaii and being local and being a part of it. And that's something we'll remember 
about Jim Lahey always, always, always. And I hope that we, you know, will continue to develop those types who can go on, just not football players or athletes, but the voices of play-by-play announcers and people that want to be great in, in other parts of sports. And Hawaii Sports Fans aims to be a, a faction of sports that is outside of the game, non-traditional, because being a fan is is all of that. There are some cool commercials about getting ready to be a fan and their team coming up. And I feel like that's that's really the core of this company, but also this podcast as well, because um, there's so much that goes into being a fan, so much mental preparation, so much, you know, um, just doing things that are irrational to so many other people because you're not getting paid for it because you are just doing it for the love. And, um, you know, people won't get it. People judge you and that's okay. Especially if you spend a lot of money on a Super Bowl tour with Hawaii Sports Fans. (laughs) (laughs) You should still do it because it'll be worth it. I promise, I promise, I promise. If you love it, it'll be worth it. And you can think about it the rest of the rest of your, the rest of your life. Um, but that's a different discussion, but we should talk about that because I think that, uh, a lot of people are, are sitting on the next adventure and are, are looking for something. So hopefully they'll be able to, to do that with us, but thank you all for joining us again for another episode of the rainbow wrap up. We're going to keep doing this every week and we have a lot to talk about like we did this past week and every week, but um, sending our love and aloha to the Lehi Ohana. And this is Shane and Sean and Wayne. Aloha. Aloha. Love you. Good job. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Haven't you ever just wanted to experience Tilfi Stadium, the building, the atmosphere, the electricity, but just didn't want to deal with the parking and all the planning that went along with it? Well, that's why Hawaii Sports Fans is here. We got the best tickets, the best seats for you. Plus, we got your transportation, we got your parking, we got all the little pilikia that you don't want to worry about. Let us deal with all that humbug because that's the difference at Hawaii Sports Fans from any other company is that we're going to get you that fan experience that you really can't get anywhere else. It's going to be a private experience. It's going to be a lot of VIP amenities, of course, wherever we go, because you are the VIP when you come with Hawaii sports fans. Uh, But we just want you to make a memory and have fun. And that's the most important thing. You're going to put that money down. We want you to have fun and have something to look back on and reflect on for the rest of your life. So check us out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com. Or check us out on social media, at hisportsfans on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Hawaii sports fans. Come find us. Come connect with us and come join us on the road because there's really, really nothing like it. We've been doing it for 10 years now and it just keeps getting better.